Yes, sir. Yeah, we get them. Why we do it? Why we do it? I do it for the turn up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pitchworthy. This is our fourth episode. Once again, I'm Ari. And I'm Felicia. And we are super excited to have you guys listening in with us again today. So Ari, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. So um, I'm from Southern California, and I, the sport I play is softball. I played in college for four years at Cal State Fullerton, and um, now I'm pursuing a professional career in softball. And actually, I'll be playing in Chicago in about a month from now, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, what about you, Felicia? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, too. Yeah, um, so I am currently in Manila, Philippines right now. I was doing my master's initially um, before COVID happened. And um, yeah, I decided to turn pro right after doing my master's around this time, actually, while I'm doing my dissertation. And um, yeah, currently kind of in limbo right now, just not really knowing um, what's going to happen in terms of the pro league and um you know what life looks like after doing my master's so yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now and that's kind of why we're doing this episode is talking about our transitions to the pro league I think it's just really um interesting to see how God always kind of has me and Ari in the same spot you know like back when we were in college we'd kind of go through the same thing but it's just kind of bizarre to kind of go through this place right now where we both decided to pursue professional sports and we're we were, we were still kind of in limbo about like what's going on. Like, what do you, what can you say about that, Ari? Yeah. Um, it's kind of just been this on and off thing, I guess, in terms of playing professionally. Um, obviously it's been varying by sport. Um, so I know that golf was able to start a lot sooner because it's, you know, primary or it is outdoor. It's all outdoor, but it just depends on where you're at. And then with softball, um, I got into a pro league in February and unfortunately it just wasn't financially, you know, viable to, to play over summer. So it got canceled and then another opportunity came up to play pro. So I took that and now, you know, I'm on track to do that, but it's very much like, I don't know, is it going to happen or is COVID going to get in the way of that too, because it seems like COVID's gotten in the way of almost everything in 2020. Um, so it has definitely been kind of this, you know, tug of war, almost uncertainty of everything um, that's going on with playing professionally, but also just everything in life, you know? Yeah. I mean, just kind of relating to like what you said, just thinking that you're going to turn pro and then all of a sudden it not happening or just it kind of being delayed thing for me like it was crazy so around March I was playing a tournament with my golf team in Nottingham yeah. uh, where I'm doing my master's in so we get back home um and everything's normal you know like the next day I go to a cafe with one of my housemates um everything's normal you know we're just going about our business studying the next day I find out that almost half of the American scholar athletes booked it to go home. And yeah, all of a sudden people were just kind of 
going on a plane and packing out and not even being able to say goodbye to some people that I was with and then realizing oh shoot maybe I sh- I need to go home too um and that happening so quickly I think within a span of like 24 hours like I had to like pack my bags and say goodbye to whoever I could and it was a little bit traumatizing just you know like um just everything being normal all of a sudden it's like whoa like I'm not even sure if I'll be able to go back or see my place and I mean that's kind of in a, the place I'm in right now um it's been what like three four months now since I've been in England and yeah I just finally decided a month ago that I will not be going back and I will just continue to pursue what I have here in the Philippines and finish my master's online from here on out so um that's that but in terms of my pro career I um I was supposed to play tournaments around June July and turn pro by then in the ladies European tour access series and yeah I was set to play tournaments in Denmark and Sweden but that being all canceled and not not really knowing am I going to get a chance to do that next year um, in terms of playing in Europe. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just hit us both really hard, like, and as well as other people, like what, what else can you say about that Ari? Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's just crazy. I mean, we talk about how difficult transitions can be. And I think like going from the country you were in for almost a year to going back home in the blink of an eye, basically. And, all of your plans you had set over in Europe were just so shaky or disappeared in an instant. So um, that's just that's just crazy. Um, I think that mine was probably a little, my my experience has been a little less turbulent than that because I was at home. Um, I had been home probably for about uh, four or five months and. Um, you know, really had felt like there was an opportunity that fell in my lap to play pro, Um, got invited to a tryout and tried out for a team and made that. So that was, that was really awesome. And it wasn't until a month into um, making the team that everything with COVID hit and it seemed very uncertain. And I think what was hardest about that was having to get the emails every week saying, we still don't know, we still don't know. And there's something about just working out and trying to train at your very best, but not knowing if you're training for anything. And that was something I had no idea. I I'd never, um, I had never experienced that before of training so hard for something that I wasn't even sure if it would happen and I think that's when I kind of began to ask the question of like what do I do this for like who am I doing this for because sport has been such a great avenue for me to worship the Lord and to give him the glory but when there isn't a promise of being on the field you know am I still thinking of of God during my workouts am I still glorifying Jesus um, through my mind and my my body while I'm practicing. So it almost became this thing like, is it, you know, is me focusing on God conditional on the fact of like, am I playing, am I really going to play or not? And that was something I had to wrestle with as well. Um, I guess in terms of just um, dealing with COVID and the uncertainty of playing and it being my first pro season, I was like, man, even if this season doesn't happen, I still have to give 
um, glory to, to God. But it was, it was difficult being at home and just kind of sitting there and trying to work out and not having anything else to do during the day and not knowing if season was going to happen. And it ended up not happening over summer. So, um, that was a little bit of, um, of my experience. I don't know. Um, what would you say is probably like the hardest thing about, you know, all of these plans changing and going into, um, I don't know, your pro season, like what was, what was probably the hardest thing about that for you? I mean, in general, like, it's just really like tough to deal with the fact that there's a delay. Like it's something you've been looking forward to your whole life. Um, you know, like we talked about that in our young athlete podcast where we talked about the transitions when we were young and we talked about the transitions in college. And then all of a sudden, like, realizing oh my gosh I have this opportunity to turn pro let's do it and then um that's not happening because of you know this unheard unprecedented pandemic and then it's just kind of like that's those are things that no one really preps you for you know like we're prepped for losing we're prepped for injury we're prepped for all these other things and it's just stuff that we never really imagined would be what causes a setback in our career and it's definitely like just hard to deal with that reality like what like I'm not playing because of this virus um what um so yeah I guess just the fact that we don't know how to deal with it or just nothing um except for the bible that's written on how we're gonna have to deal with this and I mean in general I just think that you know not meeting expectations and just going through uncertainty is tough And I guess for me, just, you know, thinking, oh, wow, like I'm playing really well right now. Um, Maybe I should turn pro. And then just also being fearful of, oh, my gosh, like, am I going to lose my peak? Like, what if what if things go back to normal and I'm not going to be the same golfer that I was before COVID? Um, Mm -hmm. Now that I, you know, when I was back in the Philippines, we were on under um, enhanced community quarantine, which was like an intense stay at home order. And. I couldn't golf for like two months and then finally being able to play. But then um, when I played, like there was still a bunch of restrictions. So it's just kind of frustrating going through this time where I can't even practice the way I want to. I can't even, you know, train with the coach I want to train with. So I don't think there's any hardest part for me. I just think it's just hard in general, just because I, yeah, I don't even know, like, I don't even know at this point what to label as hardest, but yeah, that's where we are right now. And I just wanted to ask you a question, Ari. So what led you to your decision to pursue a professional career in softball? Yeah, um, so this is kind of crazy. I have never wanted to play pro. Like, <laughs> I can't say like, I was a little girl and was like, I want to play softball professionally. And I grew up like, I want to be a pro softball player. That was never my dream until I got into, um, went to UTC, um, after my junior year. And that was when I found basically how to play my sport and worship God or worship God with playing my sport. And there was such a freedom that came with that, that I feel like it just allowed me to play freely and perform better and I don't know it was like an introduction to this whole new world that I'd been missing out on my whole life so my senior year halfway through I just felt God put on my heart like 
you can keep doing this. Like this doesn't have to be it. It doesn't have to be, you know, you learned how to play freely your last year of college, but that's the only year you get. So that was when I felt kind of like God was tugging me to look into professional opportunities, which is when I went overseas. And after overseas, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and so I decided that I was going to just look for a job and start going into careers, which was really hard. <laughs> Transitioning out of being a student athlete into a career is just ridiculously hard. I've never known anything else. So I was going on job interviews and then I got a text from my college coach saying that there was a new pro team starting and one of our alumni was the general manager and she wanted me to try out. And it was just one of these things like, God, is this real? <laughs> like, This almost seems too perfect. Like the team is out of Southern California. Um, so I feel like why I've gone pro is more of God's gently pushing me you know telling me to push the limits of go do this thing go do this thing like I still want this for your life even when I'm kind of like I don't know Lord like he just provides these opportunities um for me that I'm like I have to take this and in order for me to take this opportunity I have to trust God like there's no way I can do this on my own and so I think I I've gone pro because I know that it's only by God's grace and strength that I've been able to even make it this far, um, that I'm even still playing softball. And so being pro, being on the field is just another way for me to continue to trust God. And that's really how I look at it. It's it's not pretty all the time. It's not, um, you know, it's not easy. I don't have things figured out, even though I'm technically a professional softball player. Like I run into barriers every day. I'm going to be honest. I struggled so much yesterday. I'm just telling you, Felicia, before we got on this about me just not liking my swing and just struggling with that and having to break it down and go back. What can I fix? You know, keep that mindset right. It's never easy, but I would rather feel this challenge and go through it with God than to have not, you know, taken the opportunities that I really truly feel he's put in my life to go pro. So, um, that's one of the reasons I really feel like it is just such a, um, I feel like going pro has helped me to continue worshiping God with sport and just seeing how beautiful of a thing that is. And it's a gift from him. I don't take it for granted. It's really a gift. Um, but what about you? What made you decide that you wanted to pursue, uh, golf after, after Nottingham? Yeah. I mean, I just want to say like, thanks for sharing and being honest about like what you've been going through. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, like, I mean, I've always wanted to become a professional golfer ever since I was young, but then I feel like I've gone through phases of discouragement. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in college and just, you know, like, as I talked about on the last podcast, how I was really into my studies and I really found a love for strength and conditioning and coaching athletes and helping them be better. And I remember interning last summer at Cal State Fullerton and yeah, just like having so much fun with it. Just, you know, like even if the hours were long and I had to wake up really early, just being there for student athletes, 
um, and already having the respect that they had for me because, you know, I was just in their shoes and then being able to support them in their games as well um, before I left for England. And then, you know, going into England, I didn't really have much expectation of, you know, in terms of golf, like I was just like, cool, like I get to play golf again, like, let's see how this goes. But I didn't really like put pressure on myself because I didn't really know what was going on. I got put, I didn't know this beforehand, but yeah, like apparently all my teammates there were going to be guys and I was going to be the only girl on the performance <laughs> golf team. And I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere. Um, I will not say that it was better or like, you know, back in Cal State Fullerton, it was so horrible. It, it was not that at all. I had a great time in Cal State Fullerton, but I think it was because I just saw how it was to like play your sport because you loved it. All my guy teammates, they weren't really playing necessarily, um, you know, to beat themselves up. First and foremost, like you could just see they were playing it because they loved it. Like just the fact that they, you know, just play and, you know, like just talk about it after and just laugh at your mistakes or laugh at what happened was just so refreshing to me. And I think that allowed me to even play freer um, aside from the fact that, you know, I was really... I really was able to tap into let's worship God in the present, in the moment. Um, just having that as a mindset and having teammates who like supported me and just seeing this different perspective and seeing how, you know, what it's like to just see sport as something you love and to go back to, you know, who you were as a little child, just playing the game that you loved and, you know, just being thankful that you got to like hold a golf club and hit a golf ball as well as, you know, seeing all the sights there definitely, um, wanted me to play more of the game just being able to play this different type of golf which is called links golf which um, I wasn't exposed to when I was young so yeah it was just something so exotic to me that I had so much fun with it and I thought to myself wow like I have this opportunity since I still have um, my apartment here until September to play some tournaments um, and turn pro over the summer like why don't I do that you know like I'm already here why not and there's also, you know, being around a lot of student athletes there who played NCAA and who still wanted to pursue their sport. And I had that opportunity to pursue golf um, and play professionally. I was like, why not? You know, like, let's just see what happens here. And I just kind of like did it with like my hands open, like, okay, God, like I'm going to play these pro, going to turn pro. I'm going to play these tournaments in the summer. And then, you know, like just speak to me whatever you want after whether you want me to continue to pursue it or for me to just say okay I've done it like um I'm moving on to becoming a strength and conditioning coach so that's mm -hmm. why I decided to pursue like pro sports was because I had the opportunity to do that in England and then um yeah just having this newfound like love for the game as cheesy as that sounds yeah I know like it does kind of sound cheesy, but at the same time, just because you hear it all the time, you know, for the love of the game. But I mean, truly, it's like you don't go into playing something professionally unless you love it. Right. I mean, you're playing the game and practicing every single day. Like, um, so I think that that's that's really key because I, I feel that same way. Like I finally fell in love with softball, I think my my senior year and was like, wow, like if I can continue this you know, for any longer amount of time, like, why wouldn't I, you know, I'm young and I want to do that. Um, but I was going to ask you, how did God help you rediscover that love for the game that kind of, um, influenced you to go pro? 
yeah I mean the position he put me in you know just realizing and putting me back to like I guess my roots of like why do you love this game and it was just the little things really it was just the fact that wow like I'm playing in you know 30 degrees uh, Fahrenheit and it's freezing and the ground's literally ice but I'm still smiling and I'm with my teammates and they're having a great time and you know I why do I still want to play this so it was clear that I had a love for the game it was clear that I think you know when you go through that and just you know 50 miles per hour winds and just <laughs> just like yeah I don't know terrible conditions and you're asking yourself why am I still doing this and you having a smile on your face throughout and you know it's just you get reminded okay yeah I really love this game and yeah I think it's something that God like really placed in my heart I don't think it was really a rediscovering thing it was just more of a being in that place and just still smiling and still enjoying it was a confirmation for me. So I forgot to ask you earlier, um, what was the hardest part about, yeah, that delay happening or just like all these changes happening with your, with softball? Yeah, so I kind of already went over what was hard about the delay was just, am I working for something, you know? And when I got the news that our season had ended, I was like, okay, obviously I was bummed, but I also was grateful to just have something concrete. I was like, okay, like I'm not in limbo anymore. What came after that was very much just this feeling of, I mean, I feel like for me as an athlete, I always feel like I need to be doing something. So I felt like I was being really unproductive and it was just causing me a lot of anxiety. And then there's all these decisions all of a sudden that need to be made, right? Like all of these decisions that can't even be executed in a pandemic. <laughs> but I was like, tell me about it. <laughs> like get a job. Am I still going to be playing softball? Like, do I need to be doing this? Do I need to be doing that? Like all of these things, my head was just exploding, like very much just like what now? Cause I just want to move on to the next phase, which is a flaw of mine. I just, and I lack patience. Um, so maybe I'd say that's been the hardest part is to be patient in this season and to know that like God is not just going to reveal what my very next thing that I'm supposed to do right here, right now. And it's right here, right now. I have to, to do it. It was just, okay, this thing has been canceled. Now you're just in a season of waiting, in a period of waiting. Um, and so I just had to be really patient. But that was that was really hard because, um, and I, I feel like this definitely has to be felt by all of the people that graduated college this past year. I mean, you're fresh out of college and all of a sudden the job market is just, non-existent you know it's like I'm ready to get out there and get after it and get the job or do the thing I've worked so hard for and that was kind of me I'm, I'm ready to go play and all these things um I'm a year out of college and so should I go get a job I'm ready to go do what I need to do and it was just like no like you can't do any of those things right now because you know we're we're in the middle of this of this thing so I think that was the hardest part of just sitting and being like, okay, I can't do anything right now. So I just need to be patient. Um, so that was, that was for sure the hardest part for me. <laughs> really hard to be in this place where you can't really do anything. So I appreciate that you said that because I think that's been like true for me too. 
you know, like I've always like viewed myself as someone who was still thriving or still doing something and being productive no matter what. But literally like you're just forced to be in this place where it's like, no, you literally cannot do anything right now. Like you literally can't. Um, and, you know, like I feel like the, every day is a constant battle um, with me and that is like, no, I will not accept that. Like, what else can I do today? What else can I do today? I need to do more. I need to, I can't just sit at this. Like, this is not what God wants right now. But I mean, even in those times, like you realize too, wait, maybe this is what God wants for me right now. Maybe he just wants me to sit at his feet and, you know, just be at this place and listen to him or, you know, just spend this time with him and spend it with family. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's been really hard to just kind of, be patient with that, you know. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what God's been teaching you throughout this time? I you kind of mentioned it earlier, but yeah, I was just wondering if you're willing to just unpack what God's been teaching you throughout this time. Yeah, I mean, definitely just going back to the patience aspect. Um, I received some really good advice from my discipler who basically just told me like you're in a really good position right now like you don't have to go out and get a job like you're secure in that way so just take this time to rest because um as much as you know the pandemic does suck for sure this is a lot of downtime you know a lot of time to rest if you choose to use that time to rest um so I I took that advice and I think that allowed me to settle into the patience a little bit more. It's, it wasn't like a restless waiting on the Lord. It was just very much like, okay, I know you have me um, where you want me type of patience. And I'm, I'm going to be hopeful in this. Um, and another thing that I feel like God has been teaching me is just, you know, to always have him be the, the start and the finish of my goals. Um, so I guess if you want to fast forward a little bit into the pandemic, um, I reached out to a new league that's starting and, um, and I was really like nervous to do it, but I reached out and I got in and I'm very excited and I'm like, Oh my gosh, God, like I wasn't playing over the summer, but now I'm going to play in the fall. Like what is happening? All these things. And I feel like God was just like, do not lose sight of what is important. And I was like, whoa, like, yeah, like I can't lose sight of what's important here. And something he really has been putting on my heart is like start and finish. Like God is the alpha and he's the omega. He's the first and the last. And like, God should be the reason I begin something and he should always be the end goal of that thing. And um, that's how I want to look at this season is the reason I'm even playing pro. The reason I'm even starting at the starting line for this league is because God has gifted me with that. God has led me to this. But the end goal is not to be number one in my league. The end goal is not to make the most money. The end goal is not that those are good goals to have, but that's not the main goal. The main goal is to glorify God through this opportunity and to always remember that he's the reason I'm even able to do this. Um, so there's been a lot of humility, a lot of patience, a lot of just good reminders from God about um, what this season has been for and just to like stay on track with him.
So what about you, Felicia? What do you uh, think God's been teaching you through this? Or do you want to go a little bit in depth on that as well? Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing God's been teaching me lately is that um, his timeline and my timeline are not the same. Um, But ultimately, you know, he knows best. Yeah, I think that was just really frustrating for me just because I'm very much of a, you know, type A planner. I'm very much like, okay, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to play in the summer. I'm going to turn pro and then I'm going to graduate in September and then I'm going, I'm going to go back to the States and then we'll see what happens there, whether I start um, my strength and conditioning career or whether I start continue my pro career. I don't know what's going to happen, but that's how it's going to look like. Um, and then so now to be here in this place where I'm what I'm back in the Philippines and I've started an online business of personal training clients and doing strength and conditioning um, and doing things that I didn't think that I'd have to do during this time. But, you know, just kind of dealing with the cards I'm being dealt with. Um, but then there are also days where it's like, you know, I'm doing all these things um, and there's just days where it's like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it just hits me all of a sudden. And it's just really like frustrating and it's really disheartening. And it's really discouraging to be in this place where um, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And there's also this wrestling with how am I supposed to be where I'm supposed to be right now? Like, am I supposed to be doing something else? Am I supposed to be doing something more? Um, and, you know, just dealing with all that wrestling, I think, made me realize later on like how privileged I am to be in a position right now where I could just live day by day and say okay God like what do you have for me I think that's really what's been saving me during this time was like you know being such a type a planner and feeling like that's what's gotten me you know ahead of some people I feel like I've always had the next thing planned, but now I don't like, even if I do try to plan the next thing, you know, you never really know when this pandemic's going to be over and you never really know how long it's going to take. Um, and I've never had a time in my life where I've said, okay, Holy spirit, like I have an open, um, my hands are open right now. I'll do whatever you want for me. It's always been like, no, like I know what I'm supposed to do right now. I'm supposed to train as hard as I can. I'm supposed to study as hard as I can. And that's that. Um, but now, yeah, that's how it looks like. And, um, yeah, just being able to like invite God into that place too, of that like hurt and that frustration and asking the Holy Spirit, okay, what do you have for me? And just being grateful that, um, that I can still do some of the things that I want to do. Like, thankfully I can still play golf and I can still practice a little bit. Thankfully, you know, I can still finish my master's and I can have access to do that online. But yeah, like it does not make anything easier. Like it doesn't make the days any easier. Like, especially when I realized, um, what could have been and also like not only within sports but I had so much like plans this year to travel and to see places I've always wanted to see and to just you know sometimes it's a struggle to look at the calendar and be like oh like July 19 I'm supposed to be in Italy right now you know um, it's just really frustrating um, in a sense but yeah I, I guess like really understanding that God's timeline is not my timeline I can continue to live my life open-handedly and trust the Holy Spirit for what he has for me day by day and rely on that um and also there's this verse that has really been speaking to me lately um it's first Peter 5 verse 6 it's um humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up in due time and that 
phrase due time it's just been really speaking to me um loudly throughout that verse because yeah like god's going to do what he wants in his time and as of now like i just need to cooperate and that's not the easiest thing to do but yes i will do my best to do that if there's one thing i do my best at so yeah i mean it's been tough but what would you say um to yourself right now is a question i wanted to ask you is what's something you can say to yourself to actually preach to yourself to actually preach to myself um because yeah. i feel like that's what i've been doing the past pandemic because i've been like saying stuff just to preach to myself and it's it's been hard but yeah i continue preaching to myself anyway so um i think just take it one day at a time um if i think too far ahead it just it gets bad you know and even when you're not in a pandemic thinking too far ahead is not good but when you're in such an uncertain time thinking about the future is just not gonna it's not gonna serve you you know um I mean, like fixating on the future. It's not like we can't think about things, you know, down the line or consider things, but I'm very much a worrier. I'm a worry wart. So I fixate on things and I have to just tell myself every day, like sufficient is the day, like, you know, sufficient are the worries of today. Just, just focus on those. Um, I don't even know if I said that first, right. But, um, like just just worry about the things that are happening today and don't worry about um don't worry about tomorrow because you'll just have to figure that out when you get there and i really like what you said about just going day by day with the holy spirit and i think that is just really powerful for me because when i think of like down the line or even sometimes when i wake up you know i i'm like oh my gosh the day ahead of me but i know that if i have the holy spirit with me every single day like i'm going to be able to get through it i have a help i have a strength that's not my own that's greater than my own um so that's just what i've been telling myself is to just take it day by day and rely on the strength of the lord every day cuz lord knows we all need his strength <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah yeah Yeah, I mean uh, I asked you that question just cuz I feel like um I mean I could ask you the question and say like what what advice would you give to other people but it's also like I need I that mean, advice too. <laughs> yeah, we need that advice too. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. For sure. What advice are you having to give to yourself every day? <laughs> um Yeah, like if you're frustrated and if you're discouraged and you know, you don't feel like you're where you're supposed to be, I feel like really leaning on who God is at the moment and re- really really leaning on that God's sovereign, that he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's mm. sovereign and and knows what's best for me. This like all these plans that I had but that was so good, you know, like traveling around Europe, playing professional golf around Europe. graduating with a degree and all these plans like they seem so awesome and then being able to go back to the states and work a strength and conditioning job if that wasn't what's best for me that that he had to um interject in those plans i think that it just really shows that he loves me and that he has like more to teach me within this time and whether i like that or not um just to really like trust him in that uncertainty and 
in this uncomfortable time that he's put me in so yeah, yeah. I think that's something that I really want to like tell myself is you just need to trust who God is and that he really knows what's best for you because yeah that's all you have right now <laughs> yeah and I think like all the times in my life that I'm like God what are you doing and then I'm like oh okay I see yeah. But this is just like times a thousand. It's like, okay, God, really, like, what are you doing? And I think that we just have to trust that we're going to get to that point where it's like, oh, okay, I see why that happened. Well, we want to thank you guys for just, you know, being with me and Ari in this uncomfortable and uncertain time. And yeah, we just goes to show you that we don't have it together and um, we don't have the answer sometimes to what we're doing. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, Ari and I will continue to trust God in this and continue to invite God in those spaces. And yeah, hope you guys can join us in our next podcast where we invite a couple of guests over to talk about their transitions with uncertainty and within their other occupations as well. So I'm really excited about that. Ari, what else do you have to say? Yeah, thanks again for listening in. I think this is definitely the podcast where we're both just really trying to process through things because it's, we're so present within this right now, but um, yeah, we just want to thank you guys and we're praying for you guys as well. Um, just for safety and security in this time. And uh, we hope you listen in next week.